So I went and saw Bo was Afraid, and uh, it was long, three hours long. Uh, so, I mean, let me get that out of the way. If you aren't into sitting in movie theaters for three hours, don't see it in theaters. Wait until you can watch it at home because it, it is three hours long and uh, there's no intermission. There never is in movies. I mean, maybe maybe there was in some movie. I don't fucking know. But, um, <laughs> yeah, this movie was fucking wild. Um, like it's three hours, but it really, it really, it went by fast. There was no real lull in the movie where it's like, oh man, this part is dragging on or anything like that. Um, Ari Aster directed it starring Joe Ken Phoenix. Um, and, uh, Parker Posey's in it. And, uh, <laughs> the... The android guy from the new Dune movie. Fuck, I don't know his name. And um, Nathan Lang. Nathan Lang, I think that's his name. Isn't it? And um, fuck, I don't know what this, what her name is. But she played Michael's wife in The Office. But they're all, they're all in it. And this movie is not what you think it's going to be. If you've seen Ari Aster's movies, you're going to think it's going to be like a horror movie. And it's not, there's horror, there's horror elements, I guess, in it. But I would say it's more of like a a surrealist movie. It's, it's just, it's wild. Um, So like the name says, it's called Bo is Afraid, about Bo, who's a middle-aged man who, I don't want to say he's afraid, But, I mean, that's the title of the movie. But I guess he is, and timid. But it's about him going to a visit with his mom, or going to visit his mom, and what happens around that ill-fated trip. So, like, it's, like I said, like a surrealist movie. He, Bo, lives in an unnamed city, that's like really fucking dangerous. <laughs> and he just like, <laughs> so it opens, he goes to his therapist, talk, his therapist gives him a new prescription to take and says that he has to take it with water, has to take it with water. So he gets, he gets back to his house. All right. So what he's walking towards this, or is he even walking? I think he, <laughs> so it, <laughs> He leaves his therapist and then it cuts to like uh, where his apartment is. He just, he just comes running into the shot and he's running. And then another, like a guy that's like fully tattooed with like his face tattooed and everything starts running towards him. So his neighborhood that he lives in is just fucking out of control. There's like some, there's like a bodega on the corner and like somebody dancing outside of it. Uh, Somebody getting robbed. And uh, <laughs> there's perpetually just a dead body on the ground because he jumped off of a building, I guess. But he gets he, he gets into his apartment. He takes the pills, realizes he doesn't have any water. The water is shut off in his apartment. So he's like, he looks 
across the street. And so fuck it. He is scared. Bo, Bo is afraid. And he looks across the street and he sees the bodega and he sees the guy push out like a first thing of water. So he's like, um, making the decision to go or not. And he does, but I missed something. Oh, that happened. Wait. Okay, hold on. So, what the fuck? How did I miss that? Okay, so I just started, sorry, I was just this thinking. So before all that happens, he's supposed to go leave to go see his mom, like on a, holy shit, this doesn't happen until like the next day. All right, fucking forget what I just said for the time being. So he gets home and he makes himself, fucking A, he makes himself dinner. He doesn't take the pills yet. He makes himself dinner. It's like some frozen dinner, eats it, and then gets, look, he doesn't get ready for his trip. He goes to bed and there's like loud noises and like music playing and somebody slips a note under his door telling him to keep it down that they're trying to sleep, but it's, the noise is not coming from his apartment and they keep some, they slip like three or four notes under his door. Then the last one that like they slip it under his door. It goes all the way through his living room into his bedroom and tells him like, if you're not going to keep it down, then I'm going to keep you up. And that causes him to stay up all night and misses alarm clock going off and rushes to, um, rushes to, get ready to go leave for his mom's house. So he's about to, so still the, the part where I talked about, he took the pills. This is all before I totally fucked it up and missed this. So he's like packing, ready to leave the door, leave, puts his key in the door to lock it. Realizes he forgot his fucking floss. Like who fucking goes back for floss? Just buy a new floss when you fucking get there. He's a jackass. And, uh, <laughs> So he goes back, gets the floss, comes back. His fucking luggage is gone and his keys are gone. So he shuts the door and now he's now he takes the pills, doesn't have the water. He does research about it online. And then he sees the bodega across the street and the guy getting the water, pushing the water, the fresh water cart out. So what he does is he leaves. <laughs> he doesn't have his keys, so he... So he closes the door, goes to the front door, finds a, well, there's like a stack of phone books. He puts a phone book in the door to keep it open so he's not locked out because you have to use the key to get into the building as well. Goes across the street, gets the water. His credit card gets declined. So he's like fishing dollars and pennies out of his jet or his pants. And across the street, all the fucking vagrants and stuff start fucking going into his apartment building and he's like freaking out <laughs> he goes outside and looks up and like they've broken all the vagrants and like all the menaces from the block have gone into his apartment building and <laughs> just like taken over it he like goes up to the back of uh, stairwell and like <laughs> just like falls asleep outside watching his apartment be ransacked it's fucking insane. Um, yeah. So <laughs> that happens. And then, uh, and then, oh, fuck. So 
he also watches this news report about this killer that's like in the city. Oh my god, I can't remember what he was called. Something, but it's a it's a naked guy who runs around stabbing people. <laughs> so, oh, okay. So that makes sense for this next part. And so he gets back into his apartment the next day after sleeping outside. <laughs> All the vagrants have left, and there's a dead body outside of like right outside of his door. He pushes it out. Calls his mom and is told that she's dead. That her head is missing from her body after a chandelier fell on it. And he's obviously distraught. But then decides he's going to take a bath. Or no, he's starting. To, he started to run the bath before. And then. um then he calls and is told by somebody on the other line that his mom or that they just opened the door and saw a body in a chandelier. And it's, it's figured that it's Bo's mom, Mona. And Bo's distraught, but he decides to get into the bath, which is overflown. So he's in the bath, just sulking and I didn't plan to do this and he's just sulking in the bath <laughs> and he looks up <laughs> there's a fucking guy fucking like spider band <laughs> across the walls <laughs> alright so he's sitting there there's like drops coming down from the ceiling and he that's when he looks up and he sees there's like fucking just a guy just <laughs> spider man up there and <laughs> Just they don't even say anything to each other. They just look at each other, and the guy's just like dripping sweat. And like I don't know how this guy got up there, or why the fuck he's been up there for overnight and into the midday. But <laughs> there's a brown recluse that's in the building, and it gets onto the guy's forehead, and he obviously tries to swipe it off, and he falls directly down into the tub with Bo. They fucking go back and forth like. uh Fighting, <laughs> and then <laughs> Bo gets out and <laughs> runs out of the building, and he's he's naked. He's just running. He's running. He's running. He's running outside the building, running, and he sees a cop, and he asks the cop to help him. And he, <laughs> the cop thinks he's the fucking uh, the naked the naked stabber. Oh, I think that's what he's called, the naked stabber. Maybe I don't know. But he's, he, that's who the cop thinks he is. But then he's like, <laughs> I don't know. The cop thinks that Bo's saying something, but he's not saying anything. Then Bo gets scared. He turns around and runs. He gets hit by a food truck. And then <laughs> not only was he hit by the food truck, but the, the naked stabber was. Oh, wait. So Bo saw the Bo was ready, started to run one way, saw the naked stabber, started to run the other way. That's when he saw the cop. The cop thought he was a naked stabber. Then he got hit by the food truck, but the naked stabber still stabbed him in his guts and in his hand. <laughs> and, then, and then he's taken to a home by, by, these, by this couple, Nathan Lang and... Uh, Michael Scott's girlfriend in the office. 
and they like nurse him back to health. Their son was in a war and died. So I think they're like trying to replace their son with Bo and treat him like their son. And like they have like special made pajamas for him with his name on it. And uh, yeah, he stays there for a couple days. He's trying to convince, trying to convince them to take him to his, take him to his mom's house so they can have the funeral because it's, he was told that they're not going to have the funeral until he comes back. But Nathan Lang is a doctor and Steve Carell's girlfriend. Oh, wait, is that? No, that's not his real wife. Um, Steve Carell's, Michael Scott's girlfriend. Uh, it's like a brokerage person or something. And they both get busy. And shit's just wild in this house. They have a daughter who just hates Bo and is like just popping pills the entire time that he's there. She's like 15 or 16 or something. 16 because she can drive. But she convinces Bo that she's going to take him to his mom's house and gets him to smoke something. And then he starts like hallucinating. (laughs) And then he's back at the house. And (laughs) it's just fucking wild, man. A lot of shit happens. It's the packed three hours. Bo, after that section, he fucking... Okay, so before he he leaves the house with those people, the daughter gets him to go into the sun, the, the, um, the dead military son's room and paint it. But she's like, not what she doesn't want to paint it. She wants to wants him to drink paint, calls him the F slur, and then drugs chugs the paint herself and dies. And then they, oh, this family is also hosting a another veteran, and Bo has an ankle bracelet on, which Nathan Lang says is to track his health, but it's clearly. A, an ankle bracelet, so you know what it is. It monitors where you are. And uh, so, yeah, after the family thinks that Bo, tri- Bo killed their daughter by making her drink paint, so he, like, fucking takes off and starts running through the forest because the other veteran is after him. <laughs> and he fucking runs, and he gets clotheslined by a tree and knocked out. And... Then there's this weird section where he's like picked up by a traveling troupe of uh, performers and they're doing a play in the woods. So he like gets invited to go to that and uh, he does. And then this section was probably my favorite part of the movie. It's like it gets really surreal where they're telling the story, telling us they're doing a play and there's a narrator and then it starts to, God damn it, Lucy. And then it intertwines with Bo and he becomes the main character. And it's like a lot of different imagery and stuff like explores him having a family and getting lost at sea and trying to find his family the whole time. It was, I, it's, I will never do it justice. I'm not going to try, but it was my favorite part of the movie. It was really good. I really enjoyed that section. Oh, so this whole thing is like 
his issues with his mom. <laughs> and his mom told him that his dad is dead. And his dad died when they when he was conceived. He died after he ejaculated. <laughs> his mom like goes into great detail. Like say that he his dad died when Bo was conceived and he died right there on top of her, still inside of her. It was fucking wild. And this is her telling Bo when he was like, fuck, just a kid. So there's that. And so with that knowledge, Bo has never ejaculated in his life. And oh, fuck. When he was at the house with the doctor, the doctor said something about his balls being <laughs> really swollen. Um, but yeah, then he does that troop stuff. And again, it's my favorite part of the movie. It's like the whole movie I really enjoyed. But that's the section where he goes to the troop and they do the play. It's really my favorite section. It's like, partially animated and I don't know. It's just, I, I really enjoyed it. But then it's, uh, gets back and Bo's just, it's, it's, the play's just been going on. All the shit's been going on in his head. So he's back at the play. Then some guy sees him and tells him that he knows it, that he knew his dad, that his dad is still alive. And Bo thinks that this guy is his dad, but it's, uh, he gets blown up by the veteran who finds him from his ankle bracelet and the veteran like kills the troop. Oh, he fucking like throws a knife at the, one of the guys on stage that stabs him through the heart. And then he just like starts rampaging through the, the, um, the poor troop. And he fucking, somebody tackles him and he fucking shoots the guy. He shoots himself through the shoulder to shoot the guy that's behind him. This veteran is wily. And then uh, what happened? Bo runs, Bo runs away, and the veteran, damn, what is it? Has like an app that's tracking him and does something to the ankle monitor, and I think it like stuns Bo or something. It knocks him out, and Bo gets picked up from hitch by the or Bo hitchhikes and he gets picked up. Then he finally makes it to his mom's. But by this time, the the funeral has already happened and they're taking it down. He goes into the house. He sees the casket. He sees the body with no head. And then you get to see like a, a little timeline of the business that she created. And um, Lucy, come here. Give me this. You get to see a little timeline of the business that she created and ran, and you see this chick that he was in love with when he was a child, Elaine, works for his mom. And then there's a one of those photos that has <clears throat> one of those photos that has photos of people that make a photo. I hope that makes any sense. Like a bunch of tiny photos or little pictures that make one giant picture. Like so, it's just a bunch of pictures of little photos of employees that if you just look at it from afar, it looks like Mona. And in those photos, there's Nathan Lang, the tattooed guy. And I think 
Michael Scott's girlfriend. I can't remember right now. But I don't, Bo doesn't react to those, so I don't think he saw them. And he just lays on the couch and falls asleep. This man has been beaten and battered. He looks like shit right now. He's like got stab wounds and <laughs> fucking cuts on his face. <laughs> he has a fucking his hand wrapped for like the entire movie after he gets stabbed. Well, this all takes place over a couple days, so I guess that makes perfect sense. But he wakes up. Somebody's coming into the house. They thought the funeral was, funeral was at 8 p.m., but it's not. And it's Parker Posey, Elaine. And they reconnect. He says he's he waited for her because when they were younger, they, he had, they took a Polaroid of, oh, my God. So they used to they used to go on cruises, Bo and his mom. And on the cruise, he met Elaine, and they like young love. So they started like talking and blah blah blah. They kissed, and also they first when they first met, Elaine was going door to door on the cruise ship, saying there was a dead body in the pool. So she gets Bo. They go out to the pool. <laughs> the cruise crew is trying to fish out the body, and she asks him to take a photo. And this is the photo that he keeps with him, and he has like his hat for all these years. So it's a it's like a teenage Elaine, and in the background you can see the dead body. All right, so Elaine, and on that photo, oh, sorry, on that photo on the back. Oh, there's like another time where Elaine comes in saying that she's being taken away. They're leaving, and she writes on the back of the photo like to wait for, to wait for me. Blah blah blah. So here we are. We're back. He told he tells Elaine that he's waited for her and uh <laughs> and then they they uh, go up to his his mom's bedroom and uh prepare to have sex. Hey <laughs> she liked tell So I fucked that up after recording for twenty two fucking minutes. Um, I don't know. I'll try to save it, but if not, then we're not doing a fucking episode on this fucking movie. Um, so what I was, where they were, where it got fucked up was they were, or they went up to the bedroom. She tells him to go to the bathroom and get ready. He comes back out. He's still wearing his clothes. And she's like, oh, I thought you were going to take your clothes off. So he goes back in, takes his clothes off. And then he runs to the bed like he's so embarrassed. And they start kissing. And (laughs) then they start kissing. And she's like, oh, you're like rock hard, like blah, blah, blah. And she like gets on top of him. And he like comes in like fucking 30 seconds. He's like freaking out but like when he's about to come he's freaking out like he's gonna because <laughs> he thinks he's gonna die but he doesn't did she <laughs> she said <laughs> when after he came she's like oh I could feel it you really blew through the bag like <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> and then she's like hold on I want to come too so she's like riding um He's like staring at the ceiling because he's like still freaking out and relieved that he didn't die. <laughs> and then she stops and he looks up. She's she, 
she has died. So she's on top of him, like dead. And he just pushes her off and fucking rolls off the bed, like all shitty, like all shit faced and scared. And like, and then his mom is alive. She's in the doorway, like telling him that she's like been watching him. Like, is this what I deserve? And uh, holy shit, there's still like fucking 30 or 40 minutes left in this movie. And yeah, so <laughs> they like <laughs> the maids come in, take the sheets off and get rid of the body. Bo gets dressed like his mom starts talking to him and they like she's like, why? Like, I was never good enough for you, blah, blah, blah. She's berating Bo, and he just, like, strangles her. So, oh, before that, though, his therapist comes out of the bathroom, and they start playing, like, his sessions. So pretty much everybody in this movie has been working for her company, and she's been keeping tabs on him the the entire time. So she knows, like, exactly what he's been doing. And, uh, yeah, so he uh, berates him, and... He strangles her, and then he realizes he comes out of it, realizes what he's doing, and he stops and asks. Like his mom's like, can't breathe. She is like gesturing towards her throat because she can't breathe. She's staring, and then she falls through like terrarium. Bo is just like in shock and just runs away. Bo is afraid, so he runs away. He leaves the house. He finds a little boat and gets in this boat. This little motorboat, and uh, he motorboats away. And it's just like five minutes of him, just like it's it's uh, pitch black. You just see him in the boat, goes through a rock formation, and then he's in an arena. He's in the center of like an arena, and it's full of people. His mom and an attorney and they put Bo on trial for being a shitty son oh my god oh my god oh my fucking god how did I miss this part so we're gonna back up cause I missed fucking the whole fucking thing okay so before his mom died after his mom finds him so before his mom dies but after she finds him having sex they start talking like when when I said she was berating him she was like they're playing those his sessions they will talk about his dad and like how he doesn't know who his dad is his mom's like so you want to see who your dad is you want to see he's he's here he's up in the attic she opens the attic and forces Bo to go up there and closes it it's completely pitch black there's a flashlight. He's like looking around with the flashlight. The flashlight's going on and off. It comes back on. There's like a version of Bo on the wall. And then he hears something else and he points the light. And it's a giant penis monster. And that's who his dad is. A giant penis monster. And at this time, the veteran has found him again. He breaks through the window and starts attacking the penis monster. But the penis monster kills the veteran by stabbing him through the head with, I don't fucking know, a tentacle or something. And uh, then Bo kills his mom. 
or what we think he kills his mom by strangling her. But yeah, we're back at the arena now, and uh, he's on trial. They play all the shit that he's done. Uh, this time the mo- or by this time the mo- the boat the motor on the boat has like gone shit and is like gutting on the frets and it finally explodes. Bo is stuck in the boat. Like he can't lift his legs or anything. The boat capsizes and he drowns. And that is how the movie ends. So hopefully I can fucking salvage this or I have to fucking re-record the entire thing. Hoping I don't have to do that, but yeah, three hours. A lot of people are not going to like it because they're going to expect something like Hereditary or Midsummer, but it's not like that. I also watched a bunch of Ari Aster shorts last weekend or the weekend before. I can't remember. I think it was last weekend and they're all pretty fucking strange. So it this movie tracks those. So like um, the strange thing about the Johnsons. Um, check that out if you haven't seen it. Ari Aster short. It's on YouTube. Um, it's about a family. I'm not gonna give it away. Watch it if you want. Um, that turtle. Is it turtleneck or turtle head? Turtle head. It's about a private eye whose dick is shrinking. Uh, I don't know. There's a few other, but you just search Ari Aster shorts on YouTube and you can find there's like a whole playlist of them. They're all relatively short, like between like five and 20 minutes. So I watched like five in a row in like an hour, but I'd recommend seeing it if you enjoy long movies. If not, and you're going to be antsy, then I'd wait until you can watch it at home. And I wouldn't go, if you're going to go see it, don't see it with anybody who's going to start bitching halfway through that the movie's too long because that's just going to ruin your experience. Uh, Yeah, I watched that, I guess. Um, I don't know if I have a rating system. I know I rated movies, but I don't know. I would rate this one high and I would see it. Um, I'm on Instagram. Yeah, I watched that. And, um, that's it. Hopefully I don't have to fucking re-record this whole thing. Peace.